Greetings from Lumberjack Country. Welcome back to our fourth episode of Lumber Chats Inside NAU. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and follow along as we take you inside of what our university has to offer, or in this case, outside. It's a fact. Living close to nature and spending time outside has significant health benefits. Unbelievable, am I right? Luckily for us, nature is all around. In fact, it's literally our backyard. Our town, Flagstaff, sits at 7,000 feet and is located in the largest contiguous ponderosa pine forest in North America. Adventure doesn't stop there either. We're also within a two-hour drive of 14 different national parks and monuments. And if you're into winter sports, we're one of the closest universities to a ski resort, only about 20 minutes away. How do we take advantage of our surroundings? In this episode, we explore some of the ways our lumberjacks take it outside through majors like forestry, trips put out by NAU Outdoors, and classes like PRM 402, Wilderness Within, taught by Professor John Lynch. To start us off, NAU Social took the studio outside to the annual School of Forestry campout to talk with professors and students about their research and interest. Hello, good morning. Good morning, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, we just learned a lot about beetles. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Here's Director of School of Forestry, James Allen, telling us a little bit more about the campout. We've been doing this centennial campout for roughly 10 years. I look at it as a great community building event for our students. In most cases, it's their first chance to get out on the school forest, chance to meet each other, chance to interact with faculty, learn about the clubs, feel like they're part of something, part of the school, part of the profession of forestry. To me, that's what this is about, and, and it's certainly a way to, you know, have build friendships, build connections that I think helps some students to want to stay here and want to be part of NAU, part of part of our school. Such a unique way to branch out and build those connections within your program. Now, let's hear about some of the research happening in the school. Hi, my name's Cheryl Miller. I'm the NAU Centennial Forest Manager. I manage NAU's research and education forest. I'm also a 2001 alum of the NAU School of Forestry, and my role out here is to facilitate research, run education programs, and uh, work with Arizona State Land Department, who are our landlords out here. And where we currently are, this is all NAU's, really, for, you know, however far we can see, right? Yeah, so we're located right now on the NAU Centennial Forest Field Campus. Uh, the field camp is about is about 120 acres, gated and fenced, and we have uh, large canvas tents out here, ramadas, bathrooms, open air showers, that sort of thing. This is the main hub of activity for uh, most of our programs, things like that. Um, but the entire research forest is 46,910 acres, and we use that entire acreage for long-term research, landscape scale research, um, anywhere from biology to social research to water, um, just about anything you can think of is studied out here on our forest. We're open from May to October, um, and it's my hope to get hopefully every NAU student out here by the time they graduate. And this is a pretty unique experience to have all of your incoming forestry students camp out in the forest, um, kind of with their entire school and with the professors and all that. Can you share how long you've been doing this and how it all got started? Yeah, so we started this event about 10 years ago, um, just like you said, to give our freshmen and transfer students a night away from school out here in the forest, get them together. Um, but our focus this weekend is to teach them about the different certificate areas that they can go into um, as part of their forestry program. We're located in the middle of the world's largest ponderosa pine forest. What 
opportunities do you feel like are unique to our school of forestry that students get to study because of our location? That's one of the best things I think about going to NAU is that we're located right in the middle of the largest contiguous ponderosa pine forest in the world, which provides unique opportunities for research, but not just small scale research, landscape scale research. So it's really easy to look at one tree and study that one tree. What's really difficult is to look at the entire landscape and put together in those more complex evolutionary aspects and ecological aspects. And so we have the large research forest west of the Mississippi and we feel like that's one of our strengths is being able to provide not just small-scale research but landscape scale research um, opportunities to both researchers professors but also graduate and undergraduate students and if there was one thing you wish non-forestry students staff and faculty could know about your programs what would it be wow that's a really good question so um, if I would say um, if someone could walk away with one thing um, from our forestry program, it would be that um, we're not just all out there wanting to be loggers. Um, we want to care for the forest in a sustainable manner, and we use ecological concepts um, as a basis for all of our choices out here in the forest. And so we really see ourselves as natural resource managers, and logging is just one small part of what we do. That's just one tool in the toolbox. We also use fire. We also use grazing. We also use, um, you know, people out in forest planting trees. And so logging is just one tool that we use as foresters. We really are out there doing a lot more and most people just don't usually recognize it or see us. Hi, my name is Travis Aldrich. I am a senior at NAU in the forestry department. I am currently pursuing the wildlife management certificate and I'm also a um, veteran student as well. And how did you choose forestry as your major? Well, um, I always was kind of drawn to the wildlife and the plants that were around me when I was in the Navy, trying to figure out what plants were poisonous, which ones I had to take, keep my um, fellow service members away from, or which ones they could utilize. And when I ended up getting out, it just seemed like a natural fit. And NAU, um, I've got family stationed all over the state of Arizona, so it worked out perfectly for me. And what has been your favorite class that you've taken here? Oh, that's a tough one. I've really, really enjoyed forest measurements because um, it's very hands-on. You get everything you're learning there is very, very applicable. So you're well, it's applicable in the fact that you just everything you use, you get to use it in your actual work that you're that you're doing. Um, it's been the most influential in my actual summer jobs that I've gotten as well. But there's been some surprising courses as well for me. So one of the most surprising classes that I really enjoyed was soils. Walked into there going, oh god, soils, <laughs> and halfway through it, it was incredibly interesting learning about the microbiota and the macrobiota that's in there, and learning about the ways that the soil will allow for. Um, percolation in the water a lot of percolate inside really just interesting stuff that I never figured I would have found interesting and what do you want to be when you grow up oh boy um so 36 should be already grown up but um honestly I want to see my name next to a forest manager position so when you look up manage Coconino Man National Forest Manager I want you to have Travis Alders next to it that's what I want to do awesome and are you a fan of camping I am a fan of camping, big fan of camping. How long did it take you to set up your tent? Uh, usually about less than five minutes to get my tent set up and running. That's impressive. Have you ever had like challenges with your friends who can set up their tent the fastest? 
not so much with tents. Um, we like to do the uh, the survival shelters. See if you can who can do the survival shelter and who's willing to actually live in their survival shelter for the night. That's usually fun to do. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, my name is Rich Hofstetter. I'm a forest entomologist, and I've been at NAU in the School of Forestry for 15 years. In one sentence, can you tell us what your research is? Wow, one sentence. Uh, I um, basically study the role of insects in forest systems. What drew you to NAU and to Flagstaff? Yeah, so NAU uh, is an amazing school. And the School of Forestry is one of the best in the country. And for me, the research opportunities were incredible here. So I study bark beetles, and this is one of the most diverse places for bark beetles in the world. So we get all of the species that live in Mexico and southern uh, United States, and all of the species in northern United States and Canada live in our high elevation places. So within 20 miles from here, I can almost get every bark beetle species in North America. That is so awesome. it's an incredible opportunity to study totally. and do research. What's your favorite forestry tradition? Wow. Favorite forestry tradition. Um, I don't know. I mean, I love the, the timber sports. You know, they, that I think is so um, has such a long history mm-hmm. and something that we've been doing for so many years. And it's a way to tone skills and strategies. And it's really changed with the times as well. Uh, I, I think one of the, my most favorite favorite uh, events in that is the tree climbing and they climb the tree within seconds and it's extraordinary so in a lot of my work we also climb trees to get high up and look at insects and so that's a skill that can be applied to research in other areas of forestry you might be thinking this sounds great and all but what do you do for the lumberjack who is a more casual fan of nature and just looking for additional ways to connect with oneself and better relate to nature Professor John Lynch, faculty in the College of Social and Behavioral Sciences, has taught quite a few classes that encourage students to have experiential education outside. Before we dive in, we're going to play a round of this or that to get to know you a little bit better. Are you ready? I'm ready. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Grand Canyon or Sedona? Grand Canyon. Camping or fishing? Camping. Reading a book or listening to a podcast? Podcast these days. Flagstaff Falls or Flagstaff Winters? Falls, for sure. North Campus or South Campus? I gotta say South. Fratellis or Namarcos? Ooh, I flipped on this one. I'm now a Namarcos guy. Me too. Pitch a tent or start a campfire? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Last one, NAU Blue or Gold? Ooh, I'm gonna go with the blue. So, you've been with NAU for quite some time. Before joining us as a lecturer, you earned your bachelor's and master's degree here. Is that right? That's correct. Awesome. And what were your programs in? I went through the program that I now teach. So, I was a student in the Parks and Rec program. And um, then I got a graduate degree in uh, sustainable communities where I focused on uh, experiential outdoor education and interpreting it through the lens of eco-psychology to look at the uh, unintended benefits that fell outside the curriculum. And where did you grow up? How did you end up here at NAU? Oh gosh, that's a long story. But the short of it is I'm from Philadelphia and when I was a young guy, I felt a call to go far away from home and I broke out a map and I did a blind finger drop and landed on the Navajo reservation The two closest schools were in Durango or Flagstaff. I'd never been past Ohio, and I came out here sight unseen, and things happened for me here, so I'm still here. And what would be your favorite NAU memory? 
My favorite NAU memory? Finding out about parks and recreation and that I could get a major going outside with people in a more um, social scientific way. And not so much of the hard science, but soft sciences, because I really love what happens for people outside in a more psychological, sociological way. And you teach a really unique class called Wilderness Within, which is the PRM 402 class. And for all of those who are uh, listening and maybe want to take the class, can you share a little bit more? Is it for Parks and Rec majors? Uh, No, it's currently the fall offering is open to anybody. Um, I made it a 400 level class because a lot of grad students like to take it from the Sustainable Communities program, but everybody can take it. I've gotten people from all walks of... um, life in that class. The class is based on applied methodologies in eco-depth psychology, which is a fringe new corner of psychology. And um, I would say, to to say that in more layman's terms, is um, we look at how nature is a great vehicle for deep self-reflection, psychological development, creating inner resources to help students become more resilient in facing adversity, whether it's sociological or academic or all kinds of uh, different issues that students have to deal with. I really feel that students are actually in a tough situation these days. Academia, um, for all its benefits, asks students to figure out what they're going to do for the rest of their life, and potentially some of these students have to go into big debt for it, and they've just been coming out of high school. That's tough. And what I think is what's needed is more opportunity for students to have life experience, experiential education, in a way they, where they can go beyond their village of normalcy, which is what they all psychologically want. They want to test themselves against the world so they can learn about who they are and what they love. And you were part of the PRM faculty who won a Teaching Innovation Award for your efforts to restructure that PRM Outdoor Education and Leadership Program. Uh, It went from a series of standalone courses to an integrated set of curriculum. Uh, It's been a few years since that happened. What changes did you make and how, how do you feel like it benefited the program? Yeah, well, what we noticed is a lot of the um, assignments from different courses um, supported each other and overlapped with each other. And so we had the idea of actually integrating it into a um, single semester block program where students go through as a cohort. And um, without going too far into it, uh, part of what we look at a lot in the outdoor education leadership program is how to teach outside. And so in some of their courses, um, they talk about how to teach and uh, specific kinds of uh, pedagogical approaches to working with people in that way outside. And then in other courses, they have assignments where they have to teach. So now in uh, earlier classes, they're getting all kinds of help setting up their assignments, their lesson plans, um, their presentation. And then that actually gets applied in the next class where they actually have to do it outside with a group of people in the wilderness. And so in a nutshell, what we're seeing is just a bunch of overlap between the classes. And so now we have a block a component that has four classes um, blended together that are done throughout the whole 16 uh, week uh, semester in the spring only. Um, uh, 17 days of that though is backpacking, um, 
right now we go to the Gila Wilderness and the students get to apply everything they've learned, um, whether it's planning an expedition, planning food, uh, creating lesson plans, um, learning how to evaluate each other and give feedback and take feedback, and also working on their own personal development as leaders and guiding others in a wilderness setting. And for all of the non-outdoor students who maybe aren't studying PRM or in that field, what is one thing you think they should know how to do in regards to the outdoors? Oh, well, I'm a philosophical kind of guy. I almost think all of our issues that we have in the world, either small ones or big ones, a lot of them can be, if you follow them back, I believe it's from a disconnection from nature. I believe that um, the story we tell ourselves of being separate from the natural world is undercutting our ability to live sustainably on the planet. So I would say for anybody, it'd be really good for the world if we could somehow shift from an anthropocentric perspective, like human-centric, to an ecocentric, realizing that um, the survival of all things is um, uh, necessary for the survival of us. Mm-hmm. So. One last question for you. Actually, it's two. What NAU outdoors trip should be on our bucket list? Anything that gets you on the Colorado River, mm-hmm. um, I, I would do that. That would be my suggestion. And what's one thing you feel like you should do in Flagstaff before you graduate? There's so much to do here. Hang out in one of these upper elevation canyons, like um, Upper Pump House Wash or some of its tributaries, like James Canyon. There's some really cool, unique areas where you get to cut down through the different layers. Um, The Coconino especially makes these really cool high elevation slot canyons that people might not know about, but they're out there and they're, um, they're awesome. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Our advice? Get outside and take advantage of our backyard, nature's playground. Breathe in that fresh mountain air, and whether that means setting up a hammock to chill out in between classes or getting you and your friends together to take a trip with NAU Outdoors, find ways to make green part of your normal routine because the opportunities are truly endless. The mountains are calling. Go outside and discover Lumberjack Country. From all of us here at NAU Social, happy exploring, Lumberjacks!